When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to the AZ Wildcats podcast partnered with draft or a partner with BetMGM. If you haven't signed up with BetMGM yet, use bonus code PHNX. There's a few different offers depending on where you live, but for our Arizona audience, you will get up to $100 in bonus bets on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code PHNX. Place a pregame money line wager in the amount of at least $10 on any market at standard odds price. You will receive $10 in bonus bets instantly regardless of the outcome of your wager. Just make sure you use bonus code PHNX when you sign up. Plus, join us at the BetMGM Sportsbook at State Farm Stadium for all the Suns Away playoff games. Our PHNX Suns watch parties presented by Neutral will feature food and drink specials, PHNX giveaways, and PHNX live shows. Join us by grabbing your free ticket in the show notes. Check out the show notes for full offer details. And now listen to Shane Diefenbach with the disclaimer. Disclaimer 21 plus to wager. Visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in Washington, D.C., Mississippi, Nevada, New York, and Ontario. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP-ARIZONA. 1-800-522-4700. Kansas, Nevada. 1-800-327-5050. Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF-IOWA. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help. Michigan. All right, now joined by Jason Shear, I am Mike Luke. We have a lot to get to this show. We are going to talk Arizona basketball recruiting here. There are names, there are reason for optimism. This has been a beaten down fan base the past uh, se- uh, week or so. Um, but we are going to start here with Jamari Phillips. Uh, Jamari Phillips is kind of the guy, in my opinion, Shear, that's been overlooked throughout this entire thing he's been committed to arizona for a while now and you know with all the talk all the players that have come in here um this is a guy that's a top 40 recruit but right now he's playing like a five-star kid and we're gonna get to see him this weekend yeah i mean he's a kid he's he's really good i think you're right i think you know with all the negativity lately that guys like him get overlooked but he's getting committed for a while now Um, Very solid player, unique in this game because he can create his own shot, which is something that obviously Arizona has missed um, in the the past. So he's a guy I think that Arizona fans need to appreciate and, and realize that they have a legitimately good player on deck. Right. And what's fascinating to him about is he's a little bit different. Obviously, they're the same dimensions as he and K.J. Lewis, at least from just, a, you know, from a, uh, a height and weight perspective. But he's a totally different player. He's a guy that when you watch him, his game and not that K.J. doesn't have skill. He does. And we're going to get to K.J. here in a little bit. But you watch uh, uh, Jamari Phillips and he kind of checks off every box in that he's got a pretty good basketball build. He's pretty good with the ball. He's a good shooter. He has a good understanding of the game. If anything, this is a guy that is a B-plus across the board with A potential right there. And I think that's what's intriguing about him. There's not a lot of holes in his game. 
Yeah, I mean, him and KJ are completely different players. Um, KJ is probably just better defensively, and, and Jamari is definitely better offensively. I, You know, offensively, I think Jamari is the type of guy where he's going to come in and play right away and be able to score right away. Uh, his handles are there. He has pretty good size. He's like 6'3 or so. He can play a little bit of point guard, but you'd rather have him off the ball. Um, you can run him in ISO type of stuff, and he's very difficult to guard because of that ability. There's nothing where you look at him and go, man, he's just he has a long way to go there. Like he does everything well, and then eventually he's going to do a lot of things great and, and take it to that next level in college most likely. This is the epitome of guys, though, that I want to see the Tommy Gunn start recruiting right here. And that, yeah, I don't necessarily need all the guys. Now, again, Carter Bryant is – that's awesome. You want to get the Carter Bryants of the world. But I'm also incredibly enthused by getting guys that are top 40 recruits because, again, what we've seen from Tommy Lloyd is that Tommy Lloyd can develop players. Now, again, there's questions about the recruiting strategy, all of that, get all of that. But the one thing that we do know is that Tommy Lloyd can develop players. And this is the epitome of the guy that when he gets in there, I want to see how Tommy Lloyd uses him because – when if you're getting a kid in there that has NBA potential, which Jamari Phillips does, it becomes intriguing at that point. Then what exactly Arizona can or what exactly Tommy Lloyd can do with a guy like that? Yeah, I mean it's like what we say in recruiting. You know, we discussed it last show about the the ceiling and the floor, and you want to make sure that a kid could get better in college. Jamari Phillips could still get better, and, and that's important. You want a guy that hasn't reached reached his ceiling yet before college, which there's plenty of guys that have done that, and so. You know that when he gets to college, he's he's going to be coached by Tommy Lloyd. He's going to add parts to his game, and, and he'll be a better player. And in recruiting, that's the type of guy you want Arizona or whatever school you're rooting for to go after. Those guys that once they get to college, you have stuff to work with as opposed to, okay, this is what we're getting for the next four years. Let's Let's see what we can do with it. Right. Now we're going to talk about, uh, again, I'm assuming that Jamari Phillips has been to Circle K. That is a very good question there, Andrew. And you know what? Uh, speaking of which, though, why don't we lead into Jason Shear? When was the last time you've been to Circle K? I think it was last week, actually. All right. Well, you know what? Jamari Phillips, I'm assuming, has been to Circle K. We're efforting to get him on the show here at some point here. But again, as you know, Circle K is the place for the people serving everybody. They make no distinction. They make no, it could be Jason Shear, it could be me, it could be Jamari Phillips. They are going to embrace the entire structure right there when it comes to uh when it comes to uh you know helping out the community. So again, here's the deal. You check it out, go to Circle K, all kinds of great deals. And again, now again, my reads just went down. Hold on just a second here. But um uh, wow, where did it go again? All right, but again, check it out, Circle K. I will get that uh, I'll get that disclaimer here though in a, a few minutes. Sorry about that, Sean, my bad. Um now, when it comes to uh KJ Lewis, Carter Bryant, these are the guys though that I'm excited to see mold the Tommy I'm excited to see Tommy Lloyd mold into when it comes to this because these are guys with upward potential that you know, you've seen, you know physically what they can do and you've seen them against competition. Yeah, I mean, those are the guys where you know you're it, you never want to say they're guaranteed to succeed in college because you don't really know, but they're starting ahead of the game. Like you feel confident. You're not sitting there wondering, you know, oh man, like, is this kid going to be good enough? Like these kids are good enough. And and so you're curious always to see with guys like that, once they get to college, how good can they be with some coaching and, and better competition and all that. All right. Now Carter, or excuse me, Jamari Phillips, good buddies there, obviously with Carter Bryant, 
what we're uh, what we're watching right now is you almost kind of wonder is this going to be the spot where he starts to kind of maybe push his way into that five star category because again he's been Jamari Phillips has been one of the stars of the YBL so far. Yeah, I mean he had a, a really nice weekend. I think there was one game where he didn't play that well, but gets to the line, which isn't easy to do at these things because a lot of times they don't call fouls or the foul calls are weird. He had one game where he went to the line thirteen times which right. is super impressive. And again, it's a thing that Arizona doesn't really have as a guard that can get to the line like that. Um, so, you know, it's it's tough to get into that five-star realm. He's got to do it multiple weekends and in front of people, you know, but um, he's going to get another different look from at least our scouting guys this weekend. And if he plays well again, it, it probably becomes a, a conversation. By our scouting guys, you mean you and me, because he's going to be up in Phoenix this coming week, Jason Shear. He is. He is. We're going to have so many arguments on players. It's going to be fantastic. All right. You know, hopefully it ends up a little bit better for you than our Cody Williams uh, take right there. Now, let's talk a little bit about – let's talk a little bit, though, about K.J. Lewis, and then we're going to get to Carter Bryant here. I think he's another guy that's being lost in the shuffle here a little bit. I, I agree with you in that I don't think that there's – he's not going to come in immediately and be 20 points per game. I'm not going to say that, but I do believe with the way that this roster is constructed right now, I think that he has the potential to maybe be 15 to 18 minutes. And by the time that uh, uh, Jamari Phillips and hopefully Carter Bryant hits campus, you're looking at a guy that might be ready for some starter minutes. What say you, Jason Shear? I think 18 minutes is a lot. <laughs> I disagree with you. You're giving those minutes to Philly B, aren't you? Uh, I'm, I'm waiting to see what happens with the rest of the roster. I know that's that's crazy to say out here, but <laughs> but um, I think 18 minutes for him is a lot, and that has nothing to do with like I'm not against KJ Lewis. I mean, how many minutes did Boswell get uh, right. as a freshman? True, you know, and 18 as a freshman is just a lot. But I think he plays as a freshman. I, I think his defensive game is way ahead of his offensive game, which is good, but it's also concerned because you have to be able to score. And Tommy Lloyd's system, I'm really curious to see how he fits offensively. He's a lot different than other guys that have played in this system offensively. Maybe it works out really well. Maybe it doesn't. That's the one thing I'm curious about. The rebounding, the passing, the defense, I'm not really worried about. I think that carries over just fine. All right. Now, one thing I got to tell you about, one thing that does carry over, though, is the tap and bottle. Tap and bottle watch parties. Now, we had all of these this past year. Jason Shear did not show up to any of them. He is less of the man for it. But mm -hmm. KB Field did. Many other people did as well. And again, we're going to have those again. You can get Four Peaks there as well. So again, check it out. Four Peaks uh, Brew. But Scott Rebecca, as you know, great job downtown. Love to, uh, love to see you down there at some point. Come check it out, though, again. Uh, tap and bottle and get their northwest side or downtown location. All right, now, Carter Bryant. And we're going to circle back here because I think we need some positivity right here. Carter Bryant, um, top five guy. This is the ultimate test sample here, I think, for Tommy Lloyd. You get Carter Bryant, and I think people start looking at uh, Arizona and Tommy Lloyd saying, yes, it is a bummer about the uh, portal strategy, but you also start seeing that, um, that Arizona is – kind of you at least see that 2024 has a really uh, a potential for Arizona to be good yeah it's you know I posed a question and I, I know better to pose questions like that on the message board but like right now the the narrative is that Tommy Lloyd can't recruit and I get it right. I, I get the approach I get everything but then if, if it goes well with Carter Bryant all of a sudden you have Carter Bryant and Jamari Phillips in the same class 
and that's a top 10 class on paper, right? right. <laughs> it's not better. And so, you know, is it he can't recruit or he's just having trouble this class or like how do you kind of, you know, look at both? But that is a heck of a start. Two domestic players, two guys that are versatile, two guys that can score, rebound, all that. Uh, really, really nice additions for both of them. And, and guys that, you know, a, a two-man class is or at least a start that every school in the Pac-12 would take right now. Shane, all right, Sean, excuse me, uh, we have many uh, great producers here. Sean, Sean, would you be able to put up, we want, want to show some Carter Bryant highlights that we got from last year up in Phoenix. This is what we're looking at right here, ladies and gentlemen. So I've been using the Jason Tatum comparison nonstop, and feel free for anybody out there who wants to uh, use uh, to utilize it, go ahead and use it. But that's what you kind of see right here. He's 6'8". He's a good athlete. He's not an overwhelming athlete, but he's more than good enough. He's got a great feel for the game. He's got a mid-range shot as well. He just he is the epitome of the guy that bas- he, basketball looks easy to Carter Bryant. And that's why I think – and he fits in, I think, very well with what Lloyd wants to do. Yeah, those clips, like you mentioned, were from a year ago, and he, he's gotten better. And, again, that's the key. Does he keep getting better? He is stronger now. And um, there's so much to work with. But he's already really good. And you could get away with playing him at the three. You could get away with playing him at the four. You could move him around. He's fluid in his movement. He can shoot, good passer. Um, he's aggressive. He could dunk it, even though he's not – Super athletic, like you mentioned, he's more than athletic enough to succeed at, at the NBA, college, all that. Um, I love the kid. I, I think he is absolutely fantastic. All right. I think he's absolutely fantastic as well. And he's he's a one and done. But, you know, I my 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 thing is this. Is you look at we're, we're going to talk 24 25 here a little bit here because you've got to you've got to start getting guys in there that i know that just from a potential standpoint you're like okay they can be that dude jamari phillips can be that guy i think kj lewis has that potential now let's talk about kj lewis as a sophomore along with what potentially carter bryant and jamari phillips i'm a big fan of kj lewis there i think he could take a big leap by the uh, time by from his freshman to his sophomore year jason Shear. Yeah, I would agree with that. Uh, I mean, there's there's no reason, and usually that's when you make a jump. And, you know, like we're assuming Kylan Boswell makes a major jump for that reason as well. You you learned a lot as a freshman. And, you know, your your boy Philly B could mm-hmm. make that jump. And, and that's always what I'm curious. Your that, boy that, Philly B as well. We're both that Philly B fans. That jump from freshman to sophomore year is always the one that I'm curious about. And, and there's no reason – why KJ Lewis can't be a significantly better player from his freshman to sophomore year, as long as he sticks around with it. Because as we know, uh, the portal is just out of control. The portal is out of control. We're going to talk. All right. We're going to talk about the portal here in a second, but you mentioned Kylan Boswell. We also need to talk about this in the grand scheme of things, because this is the positivity show and uh, or uh, we'll get to a zoom Diallo here in a second and all of that. But this is the positivity show right here because we need it. Um, now, Kylan Boswell, you got to factor, you got to remember too, and I've been telling some people this on Twitter that Kylan Boswell technically counts as, tw- should count as the 2024, or uh, he should be coming in with KJ Lewis, 2023. It looks a little different on paper from a recruiting perspective if you're saying that, okay, Kylan Boswell, five star guard, would have been a McDonald's All American. KJ Lewis, top 50, 60 kid. He's underrated by 24 7, but we won't hold that against him. And then the following class, possibly getting Jamari Phillips and Carter Bryant. It looks different at that point, Jason Shear. Yeah, I mean, it's 
when you take a look at Kylan Boswell, like like we like I get the twenty three class isn't what people want it to be. But right. like you mentioned, if you put Boswell in that class and KJ Lewis and you add, you know, a couple internationals, the class looks fine. And you don't have the complaint of only having one high school kid or whatever. It's just recruiting's weird. But I would take Kylan Boswell in two thousand twenty two as opposed to having to wait. Right. And so um, you know, it's things like you mentioned, this is the positive. This is the positive. This is the problem. positivity podcast. I don't necessarily think that things are as bad as they seem right now. Now, if you ask me in a couple of weeks when the portal closes, if things are bad and there's no movement in that time period, um, I will say yes, go for it. But I know this sounds ridiculous to the Arizona fan base. There is a lot of time left for just about everything, and there's kids entering the portal. Every, like there's a kid from Vanderbilt that entered the portal. I'm not saying Arizona went out for him or is going to, but he averaged 14 and five on 50% shooting. He's a right. solid player. I forget his name off the top of my head. There's still going to be guys that enter the portal. It's not the end of the world yet. It's not the end of the world, but we also got to call this is uh, this, this again, it's the positivity, but we're also keeping it realistic. I do believe though, that there are certain things that I think Tommy Lloyd needs to, uh, you know, maybe alter a little bit. And again, Tommy Lloyd is the man we sit here knowing everything is prefaced with. We're lucky to have Tommy Lloyd. People need to remember that. Um, but there are some things I, I think I'd like to see them push the recruiting strategy out a little bit, offer a few more kids um, and have us, you know, maybe have a staff where everybody is really recruiting right there. I'd like to see that as well. But I also do feel though, that, People got to give Tommy Lloyd a little bit of a break here because, yes, well, maybe some of this hasn't worked. He's a smart dude. Smart coaches figure things out in the grand scheme of things. Yeah, I mean, look, it's up to Tommy Lloyd. You either trust him or you don't. It's that simple. If you trust him to make the changes and adjust, then he's going to. And if you don't, you don't. And we're going to find out. And he likely feels that it's too soon to do that now. Um, At the same time, everyone's talking about his strategy and all that. But – we mentioned he's going to land Carter Bryan and Jamari Phillips. So something's right in his strategy. And so I don't know how he'll adjust. Um, I am very curious. They watched guys this past weekend. They're watching guys this upcoming weekend. If no offers come from those two weekends, um, that that would definitely be frustrating. I, I think there should be a handful of offers, but we'll, we'll find out. Yes, I think there should there should be a handful of offers as well. I would imagine that. Now, let's talk about some of the guys in uh, the 2024-25 class. Let's talk about Elsie Harrington at first. Kid out of Bellflower that I've been uh, watched a little bit. I would love to see Arizona recruit him. I think he'd be a good fit right there on the wing. Yeah, they're recruiting him. Um, I don't, you know, it's not at that level yet, but they absolutely know of him and have watched him and will continue to watch him. Um, you can't say a kid's a priority until he has an offer and you hear he's a priority. Right. But um, he's a guy that I know the coaching staff is aware of uh, and is a, a very solid player. And so I'm going to keep an eye on moving forward. All right. Now, there's a name that I can't really pronounce well. I'm going to let you pronounce the name right there. He's a guy, Bruce Pascoe. The great Bruce Pascoe messaged me about him yesterday. Who is he and where does Arizona stand with him? Uh, are you talk- I assume you're talking about Tunde Yusufu. Yusufu, yes, correct. When I said uh, it, I said a- it wrong one. Go ahead. He's a monster. I mean, just complete monster. Dominated EYBL. Almost impossible to guard. He's 6'6", 211, muscle. Um, Arizona offered him already, so you know he's good because they offered a 2025 kid already. No, Um, I don't believe it. It's true, though. It's true. Uh, And he is 
Uh, he is a beast. They are prioritizing him. Tommy Lloyd uh, will be at the majority of his games. Uh, Murphy is recruiting him. He, he's the guy where I, I would say Arizona is probably the favorite. There's a long way to go in that one. I think when this summer is over, he's going to have a lot more offers. But it's actually going to pay off that Arizona was actually one of the first schools to offer him. All right. Now, we got to give a little bit of kudos here to it. And again, Sean DePaz behind the scene. You're bailing me out right here, Sean. You're the man. I appreciate you, bro. Even though he is a sun devil, we have we employ good sun devils around here. So, again, and he likes Dia Barnes and what Dia Barnes does with the women's basketball team. So, we, we give uh, the great Sean DePaz a pass and kudos right there. But now, um, with this Arizona team going forward, we got to talk a little bit about next year. Um, because people are, and rightfully so, I think people are a little bit concerned just about the roster. And, you know, I get the concerns. Also, real quick, I missed the disclaimer on Circle K. I got to read this for you. Make sure you're not missing out on all this great stuff. Head to CircleK.com backslash store locator to find a Circle K near you. If you're up on the north side, you might find one by Jason Shear. Or if you're me and you're hanging out with the people around the U of A, you'll find a Circle K as well. All right. In the backcourt here, you got Kylan Boswell. You know he's going to be 30 minutes per game. You got Umar Ballo, who I go back and forth on, do I want Umar playing 30 minutes a game or do I want him playing 25? I'm not. 25 to 30. All right. Henry Vasar is, if Henry Vasar was to be in the 2022 recruiting rankings per se, he would have about a top 35 to 40 kid. That's kind of what we're talking about right here. I would love to see, um, and no, Jervis Williams, you're a very smart man. There is no $1 million NIL that does not exist. Arthur Let me Kulis, tell you not, Go if, ahead, Shoot. If Arizona had a million dollars to offer recruits, we wouldn't be talking about the roster right now. It would yeah. be, be done already. That was all nonsense. That's the epitome of fake news. Um and I would rather give that to oh Koa Pete. We're gonna get oh we're gonna get to Koa Pete on this one. Very excited about Koa Pete. But oh, also real quick, we want to say uh, the departure of Duke Brennan from the Pac-12 is something that I, you know, Sean, do you want to hop in real quick here and talk about Duke Brennan? <laughs> Duke Brennan is a big part. Of the what's up, Mike? Sean, what's going on with Duke Brennan up at ASU, man? That's our guy. I don't know. He's, he went to GCU, and uh, so I'm. I, it would have hurt my heart if I had to see him play for another Pac-12 school. So I'm I'm happy he's at least staying close, but out of the conference. Are you still a Duke Brennan fan? Of course, I'll always be a Duke Brennan fan. He has he has a, a motor that you don't see very often in Division One basketball. So I'm a huge fan. We're we're rooting for Duke Brennan on this show. There's not often that we root for ASU, but we root for Sean DePaz and we root for Duke Brennan. Sean, you're the man. Appreciate you, bro. Not a problem. <laughs> All right, Henry Vasar. Um, I need to step. Ryan Hansen said last week that he thought that I was being maybe a little bit, um, maybe understating it a little bit. I said, I'd like to see nine and four, nine and five out of Henry. He said, I think you could see 11 and six. This is a big, big year for uh, Tommy Lloyd with Henry Vasar and everything that comes with it this year. Yeah, I, I agree with uh, with Ryan. I, I think your nine and four isn't good enough. I think it's got to be. But you're siding with Ryan Hansen over Mike Luke. Yes. Yes. Fair enough. I'm smart like that. Um, yes. Nine, yeah, I just, he, he, nine and four does nothing for me. I mean, it's good. Don't get me wrong, but I, it needs to be, I need, you know, he came in and, and I realized that I overhyped him and others overhyped him a little you bit. You did. You did. But um, he's got to be better and he's got to make that jump. He's got to be a guy that you could put in the game and go, yeah, we're good. 
Henry's in the game, he'll be fine. Um, and, and, and that, to me, is the biggest thing. Forget the numbers. It's Henry's in the game. We can trust him. He's confident enough to play. Let's get that going. All right. Now, if Dylan Anderson got 9-4 and four next year, would you take it? <laughs> if Dylan Anderson's averaging a nine and four, we're we're in good shape, Mike. All right, and would you take a big? You would take a big L on that one as well. Nine and four as a sophomore. I'm Gilbert Carey, great loss, Mike. I'm What's willing. That? To take, I'm willing to take a loss for the betterment of Arizona. All right, and that accounts for Dylan Anderson as well. Absolutely. By the All way, right. I, I just got done watching a Dylan Anderson NIL deal with a bike shop. So. I told you when those rumors were going fast and furious, I was told that Dylan's got a nice little NIL setup. I'd yeah, love to see Dylan a, ride the bike. He's got a setup with some local bike shops, so good for him. That has to be the tallest bicyclist in all <laughs> of in all of Tucson, I would assume. But Dylan, we're rooting for you out there, my guy. So again, we're going to uh, we're going to keep this up. All right, now moving back to uh, recruiting here, Elijah Arenas. Uh, great question here by Sean Coughlin. Why hasn't Arizona offered Gilbert Arena's sons? Other schools have. Um, there's always been some concern because he did play at a very good, he doesn't play at a very good school and obviously put up numbers. But the second that UCLA offered him uh, and he's playing well, I think that that offer from Arizona should be coming sooner than later this year. Yeah, I don't, I don't look at this as that big of a deal. He's 2026. You're okay watching him a little bit. Um, I know that the coaching staff watched him this past week. He played poorly the first game, the second game. He was a lot better. Um, you know, it, and then like you mentioned, his his league is is awful. And I'm really surprised. He's not – he's going to like a public – it's not a private school type of deal. I'm sure Arizona just wants to watch him. And to be honest, it, again, he's 2026. This isn't like a bunch of schools offering a 2024 kid and you're chilling. Arizona right. has time in this one. My gut tells me, though, that he's good. Without ever seeing him, my gut tells me he's going to be good. Sheer, what does your gut tell you? Uh, I got a big gut, but... I know you yeah, did. That's I why I asked. I think he'll be solid. I watched some clips. I need to watch a little bit more. He looks like he looks a little slow, actually, believe it. He's a completely different player than Gil was. Completely right. different. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I'm sure he's solid. I don't right. think... I, I think the Kansas-UCLA offers right now from coaching staffs that I guarantee you didn't see him before this weekend. I think it's probably a bit much. All right. Now, uh, Andres, uh, I'm just going to say Andres because I don't want to butcher the last name. Why didn't Arizona go after uh, uh, TJ Bomba the very first day? Well, it's because you were all in on Ryan Nemhart. Is that also because he wasn't going to Arizona. He's from back East. He was always going back East. I do like, I do like TJ Bomba. I would have really liked to have gotten him though. He's going to be awesome at Villanova. Great fit. Yeah, although I don't know about uh, Fortnite or whatever the uh, – what's the coach's name at Villanova? Not Fortnite. Uh, Fortnite. Uh, dude, that – yeah. It's like Chestnut? Fortnite? Chestnut? No, dude, it's Neptune. Neptune! I knew it was something Fortnite. like that. All right. Fortnite, Not sold Neptune. on him yet, but maybe he's – yeah, same thing, Chestnut. Same thing right there. All right, now – um, so now we're looking at that. But Get back to hear Jamari Phillips here for a few minutes. Um, you look at 24, 20, or you look at 24, 25, then that to me is the class. And we've talked about it for quite a while. That is the class where you have to be able, in my opinion, you have to be able to bring in a monster class. It's like, and again, I'm not going to compare him to Sean Miller, although I'm about to on this. We knew that Sean Miller could really, really recruit, 
when he brought in the three top 10 big men. And again, that was about two or three years into his reign. 2024 is the year, in my opinion, that Lloyd, from a recruiting perspective, has to knock it out of the park. And there's got to be multiple domestic guys in there. I'd like to see quite a few, actually, um, not just the Macedonia route along with two players. Yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd like to see him. You know, there, there's nothing wrong with the international guys that I've said, but I'd like to see a class where you're going domestic and then you go international with a guy maybe or two guys max to kind of fill a void if a guy leaves and you don't want to get involved with the garbage of the transfer portal and all that. Um, but I don't want to see Tommy Lloyd bring an entire class of here's our shooting guard, small forward, power forward, international guy. Like, it's, right. and, and, you, and, and you assume he won't. We don't know how big of a class it'll be. Is Kylan going to stay or go? You have Carter, you have Jamari, who's going to transfer all that. But I still would like to see us at this point next year, not wondering how the heck Arizona is going to put together a roster. All right. Now, one other thing, and this is from Sean as well, helping me help you guys. So, again, we need to give big kudos to Sean right here. Uh, Foco. All right. Foco is back. Now, you might say to yourself, Mike, what's FOCO? Thanks for asking. It is the leading manufacturer of sports and entertainment merchandise with a product line that includes apparel, accessories, toys, collectibles, novelty items, you name it, they've got it. Check it out. FOCO has always had our back for Arizona sports, and they have yours too. Get the best gear around by using the link in the description for all the non-presale items. Use promo code PHNX for $10 off. If it's good enough for Sean, it's good enough for anybody. Check it out right there. FOCO, good stuff. We like it. Jason Shear, Brandon Sanders, our guy, told me when we had him on that he got his hat from FOCO. That's how big FOCO is right there. That's big. It's big. If it's good enough for Brandon, it's good enough for me. All right. So, again, we got a lot of questions here about our 2020. Uh, let's talk more about recruiting, and then we're going to get back to 23-24. I don't believe Dedon Thomas is coming here. I know Arizona is recruiting him, but I always get worried about when Houston is the leader and then um, UNLV is the leader. He's a legacy kid. I, and again, I don't have a great feel on this, but I do feel that I feel more. I feel better about Arizona's chances to possibly get Zoom Diallo than to Don Thomas. Uh, yeah. I mean, I I think the, you disagree. No, I was distracted by the dude using my picture. Oh, I like that. I thought that was Chief at first, and then I realized that he's a fan. This guy's a, he, he's not Chief, so he's good. But go okay, ahead. I confused me. Um, <laughs> you know, it is it is a, a weird recruitment because, like you mentioned, I I heard a couple of weeks ago UNLV was the leader, and then I was told by a source a week later, maybe not. Um, Tracy Pearson over at the UCLA site even said, you know, but he said, like, we've heard UCLA and Florida could be the leader. And then the next day we hear it's between Arizona and Houston. It's the kid doesn't do a lot of interviews. And when he does, he doesn't give anything away. Uh, am I confident Arizona will land him? No, but that's just recruiting. Like, I, I wouldn't say that anyway. And um, I, I think the thing with here, look, bigger fish, is, look at this right here, Sheer. <laughs> it just confused me. Um, I think the, the thing with Eden is, I, I don't know. I think Arizona could land him. I, I really do. But I'm not going to go sit here and be like, oh, yeah, they're landing him because I don't I don't have a great feel for it. And I don't even think the coaches recruiting him have a good feel for it. 
All right. Yeah. So I, I agree. Now, uh, Sean, if you could, and this is how good Sean is, I think he's going to be able to do this. There's a Zoom Diallo highlight that I think we might have from uh, from last year as well in there. All right. This is the kid that I like right here. I like this kid a lot. This kid feels like the kind of Kentucky. And again, that's actually just, that was my phone right there that I recorded on. on. Wow. So again, I'm going to give myself a little bit of credit right there. You didn't even know how to um, use the phone. So that's big. I, I know. I, I, it's, it's been a learning process, but I'm getting there. Um, Zoom is in a different league to me. And again, I like to Don Thomas. Personally, I'd probably prefer him because I think he's a multi-year guy. Zoom Diallo is the type of guy that Kentucky gets. The the you know, your De'Aaron Fox, your John Walls, the guys that just come in and they're six foot three, they're great athletes, and you easy to project as a one and done. I think he's kind I think he's in a little bit of a tier above Sheer. Am I wrong or am I right? No, you're right, but it, a lot of it is is preference. Like Zoom to me is a one and done type of guy. If everything right. goes right, he's one and done. He didn't. He can't be one and done because of his size and all that. He was absolutely dominant. Uh, D. Don Thomas was at, at Adidas this past weekend. Zoom was good as well. It's just preference. Do you mind a smaller point guard that's going to be there for multiple years? If not, you take D. Don. Do you, are you worried that this guy's one and done, even though he's really good? You know, it, it, it's it's all preference. You can't go wrong with either guy. Um, I would take D. Don because he's multiple years. But if you're giving me Zoom, I'm not going to say no. I mean, they're both well, really good. Now, here's the invariable question right here. Ultimately difficult to land? Yeah, I mean, I, Gonzaga <laughs> is probably the favorite. I would actually keep an eye. I think a Kentucky offer would change quite a bit. They're they're picking up steam with, with him. And I, I think Kentucky's, if they offer, would be in there. Arizona is still recruiting him. Um, they're still recruiting him like they would normal. So you never know. But. Um, I, I think that he's probably more difficult to land right now than Deedon Thomas. All right. I've been made fun of on Shears board a great deal. And Betty Cohen, AKA AZ girl right here. I'm going to, uh, she said, what about white? Any chance basically on the board, every time somebody goes into the portal, I say, I would go after this person, but I would 100% go after Trey white USC transfer. I would love to see him in an Arizona uniform. Um, Six foot six, probably a future NBA guy. Could probably get multiple years out of him. Athletic, long, got a little bit of an edge to him. I'm a big fan, Sheer. I'm just curious because I was I was thinking about this, and I'm, I am a big fan too. How does that starting lineup go? Does Pella come off the bench again, or you just go super big? Uh, honestly, at this stage in the game, I would definitely talk with uh, Pella about this. But I like I, some. It's just a different situation. I'm. I would kind of plan on bringing Pella off the bench to be honest with you. Because sure, I mean we saw it last year, and we have a big enough sample size to say when Pella starts, Pella's not good. When if Pella's Pella, cool with it, yeah. I mean if Pella's cool with it, you bring him off the bench. But could you play Pella at the two? No, no, no. That ball handling isn't good enough in my opinion. Could you play, could Pella, play Trey, Trey at the two? I don't see. I don't love that either, though. Like, I know. So that's that's the issue with the the true small forwards. Like, right. what are they going to do with Pella? I like Trey White, and I know for a fact they're recruiting him. Are they going to land him? I don't know. But we're breaking. Recruiting. Wait a second. You said Arizona's recruiting player? Yes. Dun dun. Yeah, like breaking news. Graphic breaking anything. news headline. Arizona's Arizona recruiting Trey is White. recruiting Trey White and has had discussions with him. Um, he at first was an NIL guy where he said. Or and I'll, whatever it is, he said, "Pay me," and so maybe he'll just go wherever he's going to get paid the most. But Arizona has had conversations with him. All right. Well, I but again, I need another ball handler for next year because at this stage in the game, KJ Lewis, big fan of KJ, but not a great ball handler. 
Um, Pella can't dribble. Pella can do a lot of different things. My bad, Pella. Every time I critique Pella, just know that overall I lost on Pella, which I'm glad I did, but Pella can't dribble. Um, and Trey White is more of a straight line drive type guy. I need another ball handler in here for next year. Maybe a Nate Calmisi out of uh, Howard, which we are go- or, uh, no Lamar. <laughs> I have been pushing this for a while now. This is something that the PHNX Sun Devils crew should be looking at right here. This kid, he's out of Phoenix, averaged 18 a game as a freshman. Um, he's a chucker, but he can handle the ball. I would take him, and I don't understand why Arizona is not all over him, sure. Yeah, I mean, I've reached out to him. He doesn't do interviews, but it's a little weird because of his numbers that really you don't hear anything about him. There's right. nothing at all from a school perspective, even if a kid doesn't do interviews. Like John Rothstein dropped 25 schools that Trey White is talking to. Um, it's weird. You wonder if there's something going on there in the background or whatever. But I don't think I would take him as a starter. I have no issue taking him as a guard off the bench. I, I, I you know, he's fine in that regard. He'll be here multiple years. I'm cool with that. Um, if he's starting next to Boswell, that's a little iffy for me. All right, I'm going to go on record right now and say that we both expect to have a pretty dynamic 2024 Arizona basketball class. But I do understand, though, that for 23-24, that's what people care about. And the roster still needs to be filled out there and still needs to be filled out in a significant way. Yeah, that sounds about right. I think Arizona is going to have a really good class for 2024. 2023, I don't know anything. Right. And so do you think – now, let me ask you this. And I, I heard this theory. I think this is an interesting theory about um, about Tommy Lloyd still because Tommy Lloyd was at, at, at Gonzaga. You know, Tommy Lloyd was kind of the good cop to Mark Few's bad cop. Um, and that, you know, I'm and, and again, do you think that that plays into any of all, you know, Tommy's demeanor in all of this and that it's he's still taking him a little bit of time to figure out, you know, when he needs to put his foot down, when he needs to figure things out? Because, again, Mark Few can be a hard ass. And this is something that, you know, Tommy Lloyd, you could argue, could be a little bit new to. Yeah, for sure. I, I think there's always things that you find out as a head coach that you didn't necessarily no, as an assistant or you weren't as involved with as an assistant and there is some sort of learning curve now tommy lloyd's undergoing a learning curve in which he's won a lot of basketball games yeah and that's a lot better than going undergoing a learning curve where you haven't won a lot of basketball games right. and so i mean i i would be really surprised if this ryan nemhart deal and all that didn't give tommy a new perspective on how to go about things whether that's trusting guys recruiting more guys whatever it is I can't see Tommy Lloyd waking up the next day and going, nope, this is as usual. That that would surprise me knowing the type of guy that he is. I kind of look back and forth a little bit in the whole thing. And for everybody out there saying, I got you, I got you. Everybody thought Ryan Nemhard was going to Arizona from the coaches to the media. So you know what? Everybody get in line on Ryan Nemhart right there. I do wonder to a certain extent if Tommy was played a little bit here um, because yeah. it, it, it just it, it, in hindsight, it doesn't feel like, I mean, he hung around for quite a while here. Obviously, his brother came into town as well. Like, in hindsight, the smell test just doesn't totally pass right here, Sheer. Look, I'm not going to sit here and, and say I'm right all the time. I'm not. But when you have me, the 24-7 national guys, the on-three national guys, Aaron Torres, Jeff Goodman comes out with a video within minutes saying he's pretty much going to Arizona. And every single person 
said he is done for the Creighton 24-7 publisher, 10 out of 10 lock for Arizona. And then the kid doesn't go to Arizona, but everyone says the visit went well. Even the Gonzaga guy at 24-7 says the visit went well. Something happened there. Right. And and I'll and I'll leave it at that. That I I think there's a, a legitimate reason why Arizona thought it was getting Nemhard. And I think that reason was due to some actions on their behalf. And it, it turned out to to be BS, basically. All right. Now you might well, I think a lot of people did this at the time. You might say, man, I needed an elixir for all of this because there was a lot of really bad stuff going on. You know what that elixir is? OGs. Oh, now, here's the deal with OGs. They got all kinds of great flavors out there. Everybody knows what they can do. And again, they can help you sleep. You could be like Jason Shear and have the beautiful face, but not be able to sleep at night. And you know what? That's where OGs is here to help for you right there. Find them at your local dispensaries at ogsbrands.com. Must be 21 and up to enjoy responsibly. You can get the Aqua Sleep Edition CBN THC 2 to 1 ratio to flavor your dreams. I like that. Again, this is part of the community right here, just like Circle K is part of the community. All right. I have no juice on the Kylan Boswell thing, but I am a little curious about that, though. Um, In hindsight, too, Ryan Nemhart's going into Gonzaga, and he's going to be the starting point guard. In Arizona, it would be kind of a committee approach right there. And in hindsight, I can see that not being the biggest thing either for a guy that wants to play in the NBA. Yeah, I mean, there's whispers, but nothing I can confirm. Um, you know, I'm sure Kylan Boswell, is, like any guy, probably isn't thrilled that another point guard would be playing next to him. And that's not a knock on Boswell. I think most players in his position, I mean, the kid waited – and came off the bench when he should have been playing more minutes. Finally, he gets into the starting lineup, and Arizona brings in another point guard. It's probably not the best feeling, even though Boswell's right. a confident kid. Um, we'll see who else Arizona brings in to play the two if they go the point guard route or brings in a, a true you know, shooting guard. I'm really curious to see how they handle that, but um, it's not a knock on Boswell. It's If anything, it's you know I, I kind of get it. All right. Now, uh, I've been asked about future matchups with UCLA. Last time we had the great Dave Hickey on. My friend, Shear's uh, budding friendship with Dave Hickey right there. Mm-hmm. Um, he was asked. I asked him about UCLA, and he said, there'll be a time and a place to get that going. But again, there's, uh, there's a lot of hurt feelings right now going on right now. So I wouldn't expect Arizona to be setting up home and homes with UCLA for the following season yet, Shear. Probably not. I mean, I could see it a couple of years down the road, but I don't think it'll happen right away. Like UCLA leaves the conference and then boom, they're on the schedule still. That that would surprise me. Right. And we need to, but we can also put to rest here though on this show, because we're trying to do the work of everybody right here. Um, Arthur Kaluma is not coming to Arizona. He was never coming to Arizona. Arizona does not have the money for Arthur Kaluma. We're going to get this out of the way once and for all right now. Yeah, he was never coming. He was he was never going. The rumor was made up. Even when Arizona thought they were getting Nemhard, Kaluma was still not coming. This was always the plan. All right. Now, let's talk a little bit about Lawrence here. Beside, how, how viable of an option is he? I know Arizona's recruiting him, but I don't really know a ton beyond that. Who's that? Uh, Tyron Law- uh, Lawrence out of uh, uh, Vandy. He just entered the portal. I, I have right. no idea if Arizona. I mean, I think he entered this morning. I don't know yet. Uh, we'll, I, we'll see. But yeah, I'm, I'm I, not sure yet. Kumwa is an interesting guy, though. We got to get back to Olivier Kumwa. Um, 
This I have heard absolutely nothing on this front. I know that Arizona is still in it. I know that Michigan feels pretty good about their situation here, but that's a uh, that, that's that's a guy that I wouldn't mind getting if I'm Arizona right now. Certainly not uh, to re- certainly not going to make people forget about uh, Nemhard, but still not a bad guy to add to the fix or mix right there. Yeah, I'm not making any predictions, but I think that Arizona is very much in it for him and in it more than people probably think. Like, I know Michigan guys and Twitter and 24-7, all that, think he's pretty much a lock for them. That's not the case. There's also the overseas route. Um, But what I've heard is he wants to go through the process. So this is a thing where, I mean, you might not know for a month. And and that's also something I I hate telling Arizona fans this. There's going to be multiple guys that declared for the NBA are going to go through the process, which is like a month and realize they're not good enough for the NBA and come back to college. So don't be surprised with that and the international guys of Arizona's roster isn't completed for another month. All right. Now, Ford Lopez asked, is Tommy Lloyd contractually obligated to the media? It'd be nice to hear from him. Not in this situation, but I can guarantee you, though, this coming week is going to be interesting, though, because Tommy Lloyd will most likely be up in Phoenix. The great Bruce Pascoe will also be up in Phoenix as well. Last year, we saw Bruce corner Tommy for over an hour to get an interview, and Tommy, being the nice guy that he is, gave him the interview. I would expect Bruce to be able to – I would expect Bruce to try the same approach again. Am I wrong, Shear, or do we see Bruce cornering uh, uh, Tommy Lloyd again? Bruce will be active. Now, what was great about that was (laughs) last year, if I remember correctly, we had a media session with Tommy set up. Right. And we all went into a room at the event, which was great for like 20 minutes. And Tommy talked to us. And then Bruce said, screw your event. I'm getting Tommy by myself for like 45 and he did. minutes. And he did. Bruce, is, Bruce makes power moves. Bruce makes power moves. And on top of that, too, you, you, you could tell that Tommy Lloyd kept looking around like, hey, like I got to get over and watch this kid. And Bruce said one more question right there. That's why we like Bruce. Bruce going to ask the questions that people don't want to ask out there. Bruce, we love you. We'll see you this weekend. All right. Before we sign off here, fun show, positivity podcast today right now. But um, all right. Sure. Before we sign off, where can people find you? Uh, WildcatAuthority.com at Jason Shear. If Carter Bryant changes his mind on Wednesday morning, you can find me hiding somewhere. All right. You can probably find him in that same room right there. I am Mike Luke. We have the great Sean behind the scene making a guest appearance to talk Duke Brennan, everything about Duke Brennan. We wish Duke nothing but the best. Maybe Duke comes to Arizona as a grad transfer later on down the road. If we thought about this. Grant Gunnell just entered the transfer portal again. Speaking Your of guy. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> Yeah. All right. Well, look at it this way. On this note, we have Jaden Dolores, quarterback, ASU as Drew Pine. I'm going to leave you on that note. You have been listening to the AZ Wildcats podcast.